When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, guys. My name is Julie J. Thank you so much for tuning into Crimeland today. Can I ask a little favour? If you have enjoyed the episode, would absolutely love if you could subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, if you could leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, I would be eternally grateful. We did get a couple of one-star reviews last year, which really brought the average down. Note to self, don't let family members listen to your podcasts. A quick disclaimer as well that this show contains themes which some listeners may find distressing and we always strive to discuss these topics in a human and empathetic way. Grace Mulvey is my guest today. She is absolutely amazing. Do check her out on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok and all the rest. She's also at gracemulvey.com. Thanks so much for listening guys and enjoy the show. to Crimeland. My name is GVJ and this week I'm talking to one of my favourites, Grace Mulvey, <laughs> about Mary Percy, aka Jill the Ripper. Grace, thanks so much for joining me. You've got a visual of Mary. I do. Um, when you sent me this, I genuinely kind of jumped a bit. This is... This. <laughs> woman is terrifying looking in all fairness if I look like that I think I would go on a murder spree this is it's not okay I mean look you know to be fair I suppose this was the era before orthodontics like you know Victorians wouldn't have been known for their teeth per se for their winning smile but poor old Mary 
she wasn't winning in the looks department. I say that obviously, you know, as a former model myself, I probably shouldn't be talking here from my high horse. Um, but I, you know, think, I think it's the look of in her eyes, Julie. It's not, I'm, I'm not taking every, every person, by the way, is a, you know, a beautiful in their own oh, way. Oh, here we go. Here we this go. Woman, <laughs> this the woman ca- they're not like- though. Grace, come on. But a real talk. I tell you what, if you saw a picture of me when I was a child, I only said this to Fred recently. But honestly, if Facebook had been around when I was a child, it would have been a real like if you think she's beautiful situation. Like I was a <laughs> like a gargoyle. Like a GoFundMe for likes. <laughs> oh, honestly, bad. And I'm not saying I'm much better now, but like Mary, yeah, I think, you know, we have a bit of sympathy from her from that, the aesthetics perspective, but the rest, not so much. I'll tell you the sources I've used for this, okay. Grace, because I'm not just pulling this story out of my hole. I've done research oh here. Harvard, like Harvard level stuff. I love it's it. MIT, MIT stuff, which I was very surprised to learn today. It's the top university in the world. Mit yes yeah, not that surprising oh, okay very interesting yeah i, I always thought, thought yeah i always thought mit was like the boston equivalent of dit and that's no disrespect <laughs> to dit i went there myself but like turns yeah. out it's not great anyway so it's up there with mit levels of research i have used murderpedia our old friend jack the ripper tour.com and mm. history.com and I also used a very good website called capitalpunishmentuk.org so just a bit of light reading there before bed yeah. if anyone fancies you know doing a bit of extra your, work your targeted ads must be amazing Julie <laughs> <laughs> depending on your search history it's all pretty disturbed it's either stuff for murder or betterhelp.com like it's one or the other I kind of you know there I kind of oscillate between the right- two I'm going to say right now, you're on some lists. You're on some like CIA, FBI lists. I'm on a register, for sure. In 1888, the streets of London's East End, as you might know, Grace, were stopped by a grisly killer known as Jack the Ripper. Though that murder was never caught, over 100 suspects were identified, including a murderess named Mary Percy. Some historians have long long suspected that the vicious butcher might have been a woman all along, especially after the DNA results of a 21st century scientist suggested as much. But that's not the only reason some people believe that Jack the Ripper was actually, dun dun dun, Jill the Ripper. See what we did there? Love it. Love it. Now you're living in London, so I hope this doesn't freak you out. It was a long time ago. You literally said East End. I am living in the East. You're near Whitechapel. <laughs> yeah, I'm very near Whitechapel. Oh, yeah. dear. Okay, yeah. maybe you weren't the best guest for this. Me, you sent me Mary's photo, which is going to haunt my dreams. I won't be able to sleep tonight in this house. You're welcome. In the summer and autumn of 1888, five women were found mutilated on the streets of London's Whitechapel district. Some of the victims had been choked so violently they were nearly decapitated, while others were found missing vital organs that had been cut expertly out of their bodies. The killings obviously terrified London and the murderer, as we all know, was consequently named the White Chapel Butcher and the Leather Apron by the papers. The name Jack the Ripper actually came from a series of taunting letters the killer sent to Scotland Yard. London police received 600 letters from Jack the Ripper. Many were hoaxes, but some contained details only the murderer would know. One letter even predicted two murders and promised the killer would cut off part of a victim's ear 
all of which came true. That but is insane. I know. Sorry, that just sounds like it's from a TV show. But like, it's obviously crazy. TV took it from this. Yeah. Okay. It's mad. It's just madness. But the identity of the notorious serial killer remained unknown until May 2006, when Australian scientist Ian Finlay embarked on a mission to unravel this 118-year-old cold case. He used state-of-the-art techniques to recover DNA from stamps, imagine, and envelopes wow. set by... Isn't like science amazing? I know, yeah. And still, still I think, how can they not cure, like, period cramps? <laughs> like, you I know. This. Come on, a long way coming. Like, oh. I know it's out of left field, but I'm just saying. You're right. DNA from a stamp. Yeah. Do you know what, Ian Finlay, arson around trying to solve 120-year-old cold cases. What about the period cramps? You're right, Grace. Yeah. This is a call yeah. to arms over here. The technique that Ian used required at least 200 human cells and basically he got this spit, the saliva from the back of the stamp in the envelope and in doing so uncovered a potential bombshell. Through this DNA, it made it possible for him to identify, it didn't make it possible for him to identify specifics, but he did form a partial profile and declared the possibility that Jack the Ripper was in fact female. He wasn't the first to come up with this theory. In 1888, the British Chief Inspector Frederick Aberline also thought a woman might have committed the murders based on witness statements after the death of Mary Kelly, the Ripper's last known victim. Hours after the time of her death, witnesses swore that they spotted Kelly, leading Aberline to believe that the killer was actually wearing Kelly's clothes to escape the crime scene. That old chestnut. Yeah. The one thing I'd say about the, okay, so apart from the eyewitness accounts of possibly being a woman, if you're going to go by just a stamp that it's a woman, I will say that like, although I can imagine maybe the murderer sat down and wrote the letter, men aren't good at admin. Like, I'm sure there was some woman in his life that he was like, here, can you just do the stamps? I I don't have time. I'm too busy. And she would have been like, fine. Yeah, what? Like, he's like, don't read it. (laughs) Just do the stamps. Get it to the post office. There's some poor overworked woman in his life that was being blamed for this. You know. you know what? I think you're spot, Grace, you're spot on. That is gas. So funny. Yeah. I, I think that, that is a legitimate point. I love it. Yeah. So Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, author of the Sherlock Holmes books, he also thought a woman might have been behind the crime. And his theory as to why a woman might have done it was that only a midwife could walk through London with blood on her clothes without drawing much attention. Okay. I mean, interesting. Interesting. And also the fact that, you know, these bodies were mutilated and it pointed to the fact that perhaps the person who did this had some level of medical knowledge, which again would align with the midwife theory. But when looking at potential females who, uh, as to, and as to who could have committed this crime, one name crops up again and again, and that is the name Mary Percy. So let me tell you about I was going to say, poor old Mary, stop it, Julie. It's not just about the teeth. Let me tell you about Mary Percy. So she was born Mary Eleanor Wheeler, and she was executed for brutally murdering her lover's partner, Phoebe Stiles, with a knife and leaving her body on the side of the street in 1890. So around the same time Jack the Ripper haunted London, Mary lived with John Charles Percy, an English carpenter who she never actually married, but that's all cool. There was, theirs okay. was kind of living an att- in sin. living in sin. Sure, why not? It's the best kind of living, I feel. Theirs was a tempestuous relationship with Mary carrying on several affairs until John finally kicked her out of his house. She then moved in with this guy called Frank Hogg. 
So Frank Hogg cheated on her as much as she cheated on him. So dare I say it was a bit of a toxic relationship yeah. in that way. Mm-hmm. Soon, however, Frank announced that he'd broken the cardinal rule and he'd gone and gotten another woman by the name of Phoebe Styles pregnant and planned to marry her instead. So it's nice to know that like, I don't know, just like toxic relationships have always existed. Like, you know, I like, know. We think they're just a new thing where you're like, this is like the original Tinder. <laughs> I, I was going to say, yeah. not just Tinder, like also on the streets of Victorian London, like things yeah. were just as bad. So obviously, needless to say, Mary didn't love this idea that he was off marrying another woman, but they actually continued their relationship after Frank married Phoebe. So Frank con- continued meeting up with Mary, having an affair. Um, but when it was when Phoebe gave birth, so she gave birth to little girl and that is when Mary snapped. She's like, Do you know what? I'm not okay with this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So she basically, this was kind of the tipping point, I suppose, for Mary when Phoebe had the berry, but, but when had the berry, had the berry, had the baby. Yeah. Thank you. On the morning of the 24th of October, 1890, Mary, it is alleged, asked a young lad, a young local guy, to run an errand for her. She gave this little fella called Willie Holmes a penny for delivering a note to Phoebe Hogg, inviting her to tea that afternoon. Dun, dun, dun. Around 4 p.m., Charlotte Priddington, Mary's neighbour, heard the sound of breaking glass coming from Mary's house and called over the fence to check that she was okay but received no reply. At 7 o'clock, a woman's body was discovered lying on a pavement in Crossfield Road by a man returning from work and he immediately reported it to a policeman. The woman's head was wrapped in a cardigan, which he removed to yield the blood-stained face of Phoebe Hogg, who had a huge gash to her throat. The body was removed and taken first to Hampstead Police Station and then to the morgue. It was found that the deceased had a fractured skull and that the throat had been cut so violently as to nearly sever the head. There were also bruises to her head and arms consistent with her having tried to defend herself. Examination of the place where the body was found indicated that the murder had taken place elsewhere. At this time, the police did not have an identity for the corpse. Later that evening, a constable on the beach discovered a heavily blood-stained pram in Hamilton Terrace about a mile from where the woman's body was found. The following morning, the body of a small child was discovered. She was found to have died from suffocation and was otherwise unmarked except for a few scratches. It was possible that little Phoebe had either been suffocated during or after the murder of her mother and and or alternatively been placed in the pram alive with her mother's body on top of her and that it was the weight of her mother's body that had actually suffocated her. So it was really horrendous. And obviously this little girl was only 18 months old. So it was a, a really, really shocking crime and absolutely yeah. horrific. Frank Hogg and his sister Cara reported Phoebe missing after reading about the discovery of the woman's body in the Saturday evening paper. Frank sent Cara, his sister, around to Mary's to ask if she had seen Phoebe, which Mary denied, but she did agree to accompany Clara to the morgue to see if it was indeed Phoebe's body. So she actually went to the morgue with Clara to identify the body. And it was here that people were really cognizant of the fact that Mary's behaviour was strange. Having said she was happy to go with Clara, when she was shown the body, Mary reportedly said, that's not her. 
Although Clara what? identified Phoebe's ghost. I mean, come on, Mary. Are you joking? Also, She's, yeah. Yeah. You know, when people were like, oh, her behavior was a bit weird then. I, like if you saw this woman's face, <laughs> I just want to say <laughs> straight away, I'd be like, that, it's her. I mean, like before yeah. I spoke, I'd be like, that woman? Because like this woman who's like, yeah, I'm just chill with my my on and off again lover having a wife and another baby it's all cool yeah we're casual yeah exactly and then she shows up looking like a deer in the headlights like honestly look up the photo of her okay the woman looks like it's really i'm gonna put it on yes i'm gonna put on the show notes for this i feel we have to put yeah look she was kind of feeling no one with with this you know that's definitely not her and clara's like it is though uh, yeah. She did her best to try and prevent Clara from identifying the body and became almost hysterical when the full extent of Phoebe's injuries became apparent. The police asked Mary and Clara to view the pram, which Clara identified as belonging to Phoebe. So the little girl also was called Phoebe. So very, very sad. A neighbor of Mary stated that she had seen Mary pushing the pram with a large object in it on the evening of the murder. Frank also uh, was informed of the positive identification of his wife and as a possible suspect himself was searched by the police. He confessed straight away to having had the affair with Mary when the key to her house was found. The police decided to interview Mary next as they were already suspicious of her behaviour and they went round to Priory Street and carried out a thorough search of her home. Wait till you hear what they found, Grace. They found... I know. I just can't. I can't deal with this one. Sorry. It's just, the reason why they suspect her, by the way, was because they saw her face. <laughs> I know. It's I the face. So face is kind of the first bit of incriminating yeah. evidence. Yeah. But wait till you hear what was also there. So they found substantial bloodstains, splatters in the kitchen, along with a bloodstained carving knife and a fire poker. There were also clear signs of a struggle with two broken windows in the kitchen. A rug showing bloodstains also smelled strongly of paraffin, which kind of suggested that there had been an attempt to clean yeah. it. Yeah. Her behavior was more became more bizarre during the police search. And wait for this, Grace. She sat at her piano singing and whistling loudly and attempted to ex- explain away the bloodstains by sh- saying she had, quote, been killing mice, killing mice. Hardly a believable excuse. Also, there's never a more like normal person behavior that during a type of crisis someone sits down at a piano and starts to sing that tomorrow, that, like, like, <laughs> I know and do you know what like we're guilty of a bit of jazz hands by nature of it's, our job but like yeah. even we know when it's when it's not performance time and that's oh, yeah. when your house is being searched in connection to a murder yeah would love she started singing shaggies it wasn't me like just out of nowhere show me on a can <laughs> wasn't me Detective yeah. Inspector Bannister decided to arrest Mary at this point and charge her with the murders of both Big Phoebe and Little Phoebe. When Mary was searched, bloodstains were found on her clothes, scratched, scratches on her hands and two wedding rings, one of which was later identified one of which was later identified as Phoebe Hoggs. Mary was kept in custody and appeared at a committal hearing at Marlborough. Am I not saying that right? I feel it's wrong. Oh, Marlborough? Oh, yeah, it's fine. (laughs) Marrowbone, I feel it's very, very wrong. Yeah, don't worry. I mean, like, it's an Irish person butchering an English sounding (laughs) name. If anything, I'm for it. (laughs) Do you know what? I feel, yes, I just think this is vengeance. 
this is reparations. Go for it. So she was held in custody and appeared at blah, 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 police court on the 28th of October for a judge to hear the, the evidence against her and commit her for trial. While in the police court awaiting the commission hearing, she told Sarah Sawhill, the woman looking after, that Mrs. Hogg had indeed come to tea that afternoon and that as they were having tea, Phoebe had made a remark that it offended Mary and that an argument developed. She realised then that she was incriminating herself and declined to say any more. She went on the trial in December 1890. She showed absolutely no remorse and flatly refused to plead insanity, insisting that she had played no part in this terrible crime. Unsurprisingly, in the face of such overwhelming evidence, do you want to hazard a guess, Grace? Was she found guilty or not guilty? See, I find it difficult now to see if there be, because like, it's ever since like the OJ Simpson case where it was like very obvious. Then you're like, actually, do you know what? Maybe they were like, I, maybe it wasn't Big Mouse. Like, I don't know. So how convincing was she? <laughs> maybe it was very Big Mouse. Tired of ads interrupting your gripping investigations? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Ads shouldn't be the scariest thing about true crime. Start listening by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash true crime ad free. That's amazon.com slash true crime ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Actually, believe it or not, they found her guilty. And they oh. sens- sentenced her to death. Now, they weren't, wa- they weren't wasting any time back in these days. So mm. she was found guilty of murder and sentenced to death three weeks later. So not much time for an owl appeal. Wow, right. Yeah. They, didn't want her, they didn't want her to be able to get an appeal where evidently she would be like, found not guilty because of the overwhelming <laughs> mouse problem. <laughs> There is a big rat and mouse problem in London. I was in the East End in particular. I don't know what it was like back then, but I think okay, we get it. No. Your team, Mary, we get it, Grace. Team, Mary. I mean, I would say they probably just wanted to get the execution done for Christmas. You know the way you want to get all your bits done. Yeah, absolutely. I know. Yeah, you want to wrap it up because you know then it comes the New Year, new me. Before you know it, it's convict. Christmas Eve. Yeah. 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 Shortly after 10 on the Monday morning that she was due to be executed, Freak Palmer. Now, I was trying to find, like, how do I pronounce this? It's spelled F-R-E-K-E. So I'm saying Freak, but it sounds so wrong. Freck. Freck? Let's go Freck. Freck Freck had a parting interview with Mary. So the day was really cold and their conversation didn't take place in the usual visiting cage, inverted commas, um, but in the chief warder's room, which was well warmed and lighted. She entered with what Freck would later refer to as a certain amount of cheerfulness. She talked about the weather and she asked Freck to distribute a certain amount of her little trinkets, all of which had very small value among her relatives and friends, a ring to her mother and a testament to her sister. But she next asked him to do something very strange, Grace. Are you ready? Oh my God. She asked him, this is really weird, shiver me timbers now. She asked him to place an ad in 
the Madrid papers, Spanish newspapers, and she wanted this ad to be placed, uh, so she pl- wanted to be placed and signed with certain initials with these words, quote, have not betrayed. So the full advert, which has never been explained, read to M-E-C-P, last wish of M-E-W, full stop, have not betrayed. Surprised at this request, Freck asked whether it had anything to do with the case, to which Mary responded with a never mind. So she was like, <laughs> you're either doing this for me or you're not, Freck. This is real um, anti-energy, isn't it? Like my aunties would be like, listen, I don't have time for questions. Are you, are you going down to the shop for me or not? And then you're like, I, yeah, okay. Like, <laughs> What would you like? I'll book your yeah. Ryanair flight, but I do need your passport number. That's yeah. all I'm asking for. So he then said, do you admit the justice of the sentence? And Mary said, no, I do not. I know nothing about the crime. The puzzling message itself has never been decoded. MEW could, of course, refer to Mary herself, considering her birth initials were Mary Eleanor Wheeler. But also, MECP, some have theorised that these letters could refer to four of the Ripper victims, Mary Jane Kelly, Elizabeth Stride, Catherine Doze and Polly Nichols. So Mary, Elizabeth, Catherine and Polly. That is fascinating. Isn't that mad? Yeah. Yeah crazy shit that's i i think that maybe she was addressing it to the jack jack the ripper killer saying that she never gave him up because like she's you know like she's saying like in regards to these murders i haven't betrayed you like listen who am i it's an interesting theory so she was kind she was kind of being a bit gamey with Jack the Ripper, as you're saying, like flirting I, until the bitter yeah. end. A little cheeky personal ad she was putting out there and she was like, I've always enjoyed your work, which is a horrible thing to say, but in her mindset, this woman I don't think is quite fully there. So I think that was her way of flirting. I end. think, Grace, that's a very kind way to put it. Um, for sure, she wasn't fully there. And you know what? I actually think you could be onto something there because yeah. the other theory that people had was maybe she was working with an accomplice. But, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe she was just putting it out there like, by the way, Jack, I've had your back this whole time. Yeah, I've always knew you. Her way of flirting... I can put it out there as very much my way of flirting, which is awkward and, <laughs> and, and it never actually has any results. Yeah, usually you know, ends yeah. in court. Yeah, <laughs> no, I I do think I think that's a I think that is a really really brilliant theory. And yeah. at her execution later that day, uh, she kept them all guessing right up to the end. Her executioner, James Barry, said Pers- uh, Mary-, Mary Percy was remarkably calm. He recalled hearing her say, my sentence is just one, but a good deal of the evidence against me was false. So just a lot of mixed messages always for Mary, I feel. Yeah. I just think she's the original troller. She knew she wanted she wanted to know she wanted to know that we were going to talk about her for the re- like for centuries to come because she's like I'm putting out so many mixed messages out here. People haven't a clue what's going on. I'm putting out personal ads in Madrid. I'm like there's going to be two female comedians in a hundred years time on Wi-Fi that I don't understand talking about my case. That's talking about yeah, and, and now here we are. Should I we think she it? I think she could be the I think she could be the GAA catfish. Yes. <laughs> I think I think that's centuries. I think I think yeah. we could actually pin that on Mary as well for sure. Yeah. I mean listen at the moment everyone's pinning everything on the GA catfish. Anything that's gone wrong in their lives has been pinned on it's that. Why not? Co- it's Coro Donovan baby, isn't it? For <laughs> sure. One final twist to this story 
Is that 10 years earlier? Okay, so this is a bit of an odd one. I mean, it's all odd, but this is just one final weirdness. 10 years earlier, Mary's rumoured father, Thomas, had also been hanged for murder uh, of a man by the name of Edward Anstey. Now, I should say, so this obviously would be very, it would be a a very bizarre coincidence if this was the case. However, business. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Keeping it in the fam. However, Sarah, Sarah Beth Hopton in her book, Woman at the Devil's Door, The Extraordinary True Story of Mary Percy and the Hampstead Murders, she was unable to uncover any proof of a link between Mary and Thomas. And also the original newspaper article did publish a retraction later. So that's probably erroneous, that link. But it's just right. one last weirdness to the whole story. And that, Grace Mulvey, yeah. the wonderful Grace Mulvey, is the tale of Mary Percy, a.k.a. Jill the Ripper, question mark. Question I think mark. we should put the question mark in yeah. there, Grace. Yeah, definitely. I feel like I've got to say one more thing that this woman, like her ability to keep her name out there. <laughs> she reminds <laughs> me of like Chris Kardashian or Chris Jenner. Like she just knew what to do to make us keep talking about her. This didn't is I mean, it's like whatever about, you know, a double murder, but like yeah. she really did keep us guessing all the way really through. Did. Yeah, yeah. And now like I'm have to read up now. You've told me basically so much about this one. Now I'm like, I want to read theories, I wanna read books about her. Yeah, you got me. I do think, well, try not to do that now when you're, you know, when you're heading out there for a Tinder date or something, you need to be in your best frame of mind. Nobody needs to be reading true crime before a Tinder date. I'll tell you that East, No one in East London listened to this episode. Sorry, that that actually should come (gasps) much earlier. (laughs) My God, I have so many listeners in East London as well. That's like my big, that's my demographic. What I said at the end of the episode was actually mute. (laughs) you're getting cut from this entire episode grace i'm not just saying it because you're sitting in front of me you are one of my favorite comedians you're absolutely brilliant in fact you're nearly too good i don't like following you grace you're that good i can't handle these compliments well i often have to do you know with certain comedians i play the whole mammy card oh god i have to get back to the babysitter but really it's because i don't want to follow them and i would say you're up there (laughs) you're absolutely great if we're looking for you grace we can obviously find you on london tinder london hinge uh fuck it london grinder let's go for gold (laughs) no uh you can (laughs) you can find me on instagram at grace movie comedy on TikTok at Grace Mulvey Comedy and I now have a website which if it looks very much like Judy J's website that was on purpose because I copied hers. I am the Lizzo of comedic websites. I can't, I'm an inspiration. I cannot believe yeah. this. I'm so, yeah. by the way, did not know you're on TikTok. How did I not know that? Rude. Guess Rude. who's getting a follow. Guess who's and getting a follow. Get- you're going to get a follow back straight away because I'm pretty sure I don't follow you either. Do you know what? I, do you know when somebody follows you on something and you're like, why didn't you follow me? But I can't believe you're only following me now, you prick. Yeah, yeah, it's rude. But also I think like I don't look at the suggestions pages on TikTok. You know, like I feel like Instagram at the moment is going nuts trying to get me to follow random accounts that I don't want to follow. But like the TikTok, bots. I, yeah, the bots. It's so weird. But TikTok, yeah, I just never look at the suggested i, don't know, I like follow. tiktok it's a nice gentle social media i feel yeah i mean it's definitely like a horrible death trap as well but <laughs> at the same time it you can filter it a lot more so i basically just look at like cat and dog videos I fi- yeah uh, that's what i find i find for my anxiety levels i think that tiktok is the least harmful 
Yes. Yeah. And also like, I love just every time I say anything now, it's like, yeah, this girl on TikTok was saying that. And that's how I start every sentence, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I do love a bit of TikTok. I think, I don't know, was I telling you this about, um, do you watch these true crime videos, you know, where they do the makeup? Do you watch these? So it's like that somebody's doing a makeup and talking about a murder. I yeah, don't know if you're familiar yeah. with these. I, I, th- I have seen them. And now thinking about it, I'm like, that is so messed up. It is bad because I just think, oh my God, imagine like I would hate my murder to be so boring that somebody has to do makeup (laughs) just to get people interested. Grace, it's been an absolute pleasure. Love you to bits. Thanks so much, Judy. No doubt I will be speaking to you again in about 10 minutes. (laughs) Big love. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Tired of ads interrupting your gripping investigations? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Ads shouldn't be the scariest thing about true crime. Start listening by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash true crime ad free. That's amazon.com slash true crime ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.